0: Welcome to Beyond the Coffee Table, the podcast. I'm your host, Terry Glenn-Harris, author, speaker, coach. This podcast was designed to build up and never tear down. So without further ado, let's build. It's another episode of Beyond the Coffee Table, the podcast, and I'm excited to bring you part two of a series I'm doing entitled Just Do It Now. Just Do It is not just a slogan to sell shoes, and I've said this before. It's something where you are supposed to take Action! When you're supposed to get in the game, you're supposed to make it happen. You're supposed to live out your dreams. You're not just supposed to have them when you're in bed. A dream is given to you to turn it into a vision. And the vision is given to you to act upon. So I need each and every person who listens to this podcast to begin to act. Act upon those dreams, to begin to act upon those visions, to begin to act upon those goals that you are writing down. Yes, it is the end of the year, but the year is not over yet. So please, please, please don't start making resolutions. Just keep making goals. Just keep writing down goals. Just keep practicing goals. Just keep achieving goals. The purpose of the new year is not to make resolutions. The purpose of the new year is to celebrate all of the great things that you've done during the course of the year. And then when the new year comes, you're making strides. You're starting to achieve more. If you start right now, if you just do it now, by December 31st, you will be so much further than you ever imagined, but you have to start and you have to start now. In this episode of Beyond the Coffee Table, the podcast, part two of just do it now. I'm talking to assistant district attorney out of Philadelphia, Ebony Wortham. She got some great things. We talked about everything from what she defines as success, to her actually being inspired to be a lawyer by Claire Huxtable from The Cosby Show. So without further ado, I'm not going to hold you anymore. We're going to go ahead and get into this interview. Here's the interview with myself and Ebony Wortham, Assistant District Attorney in Philadelphia. All right. All right. So ladies and gentlemen, another episode of Beyond the Coffee Table, the podcast. We are on part two of the series that I am calling Just Do It Now. And I am on the line with someone who is just doing it now. She is making waves in every pool that she gets into, from it being the assistant district attorney to being mentioned in the Philadelphia Tribune as one of the 10 people under 40 to watch. And if you don't know her, you may want to get to know her. Her name is Ebony Wortham, and she is on the line with me right now. Ebony, thank you so much for accepting the interview. I truly appreciate it, and you. How are you? Good
1: afternoon. Glad to be chatting with you.
0: I'm doing well. Today. I'm doing well, and I, I appreciate you accepting the uh, the interview. I was when I was sitting there thinking about people who I needed to have on this um, series I was like you know I need to have people who are full of energy and I need to have people who are doing what it is that they know they need to be doing and that they want to be doing and doing it in the now and you popped into my head and I was like yes I, I have to reach out when, when I reached out when you said yes I was truly happy um, and couldn't wait to get your interview recorded so again I thank you.
1: Aw, thank you. It means so much.
0: I I appreciate that. And, you know, we're going to get right into it. I don't want to take up too much of your time, so we're just going to jump right into it. Um, And the first question that I wanted to ask you was, what or maybe even who, um, I'm sorry, what inspired you or maybe even who inspired you to choose a career of law or um, in the words of Jay-Z, is this the life you chose, or better yet, the life that chose you? <laughs>
1: um, that's a really great question. Um, you know, don't laugh, because it, it's really very simple. Okay. Uh, growing, growing up, I watched The Cosby Show a lot, uh, like many young, young people from, you know, my era and generation. And I just absolutely adored Mrs. Huxtable. I thought that she was just so strong and always so on, on point and articulate. And I just love that she always looked like she was about her business and and so professional. And then there were a few episodes where we actually shot to her or they actually shot to her in the courtroom. And, you know, there was an episode with her in her law office. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I was just enamored by that character. And I just thought, you know, wow, wouldn't it be great? if I could also become a lawyer like Mrs. Huxtable. So true story, Mrs. Huxtable from the Cosby show, you know, was the first lawyer, brown lawyer that I ever saw. Because wow. there are no lawyers in my family. The first brown lawyer I saw was, was Mrs. Huxtable.
0: Wow, that's awesome. See, and I, I think people fail to realize just how important TV can be, especially those family-oriented TV shows like The Cosby Show, um, how important they can be and molding us. And that's why I I always say that it's important to watch what you watch, watch what you eat, Mm -hmm. and watch what you listen to, because all of those things can have an impact on you. And maybe, maybe it's a direct impact or maybe it's an indirect impact, but for you, you know, Mrs. Claire Huxtable was a direct impact. It was like, that's what I want to do and what I want to be um, as I continue to grow. And you're doing that today. That is, that is awesome. Mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing that Absolutely. story.
1: That's, oh, yeah, that's yeah. That's
0: dope.
1: For sure. Representation matters. Yes. You know, it's, it's so important to see, to see people of color in all different fields and arenas doing, you know, important things. And so that's why I appreciate people like you who use creative platforms to do positive things because you you don't even realize who's watching you and who's in who's being inspired, mm. you know, by you. Right. So, you know, I appreciate you, bro, for sure.
0: Thank you. Thank you for that. So you were featured um, in the Philadelphia Tribune. And for those of you listening who may not be from the Philadelphia area, or maybe even if you are from the Philadelphia area and you do not know what the Philadelphia Tribune is, the Philadelphia Tribune is a his Um, It's a historic publication that comes out in the city of Philadelphia and talks about what's going on in the city of Philadelphia. So if you haven't had the chance to read one or maybe you want to know what it is, just go ahead and go over to Google and type in Philadelphia Tribune and you'll be amazed at some of the great things that are going on in that publication. Um, But Ebony, you were featured in the Philadelphia Tribune as one of the 10 people under 40 to watch. So Mm -hmm. how was that experience for you?
1: Uh, It was a very, very humbling experience for me. You know, like you said, the Philadelphia Tribune is an iconic uh, newspaper in our area and in our region. And for many 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 decades they've been covering our stories Mm -hmm. you know and and they've been highlighting black excellence so to be mentioned as someone under 40 to watch with so many other um amazing uh you know under forties across the the city in different industries Mm -hmm. it was so humbling and they, they had a really awesome reception uh for us that not just only um, recognize those under 40 to watch, but also um, highlighted and celebrated uh, real leaders and movers and shakers throughout the city in different industries and just appreciated the work that they were doing and the sacrifices that they're making in order to uh, better the community yes. and better their industries and advance issues of color Mm -hmm. um in their in their respective fields so i mean it was just an amazing reception an amazing award ceremony and i was so 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 excited and happy and humbled uh you know most mostly to be a part of that that event and uh they're gearing gearing up for the next one i think uh this coming week okay and uh yeah so i'm excited to see who is who's nominated this year and what comes out of it this year. So it it was humbling. Humbling and, and amazing.
0: Awesome. Yeah, when when I looked it up and I saw that I was just like, Wow You know, you you, uh-huh. you don't you you know what people do, but you know, you don't really know what people do until Maybe you start digging a little bit or it's like you said earlier, you know, people are watching you and they're watching to see what you're doing. And when I saw that, I was just like, this is great. Like I read your article and then I read a couple of the other ones uh, that were featured with you. And I was just like, this is an awesome, positive, you know, publication or entry or, you know, what have you that so many people need to see about the greatness that's going on, you know, surrounded by so much negativity. We can completely shift that if we wanted to and make the bubble of optimism so much larger than larger than the bubble of pessimism because they're both contagious. So it's like, why not be on the positive side of that thing? Then on the negative side, number one, negativity gives you wrinkles. I don't know if the people knew that. But, you know, <laughs> right, one right. way to keep the sexy going is to keep that positivity going. <laughs> For sure. Exactly. For sure. Um, Absolutely. So, of course, we always have to talk about because it's such a big, um, there's such a magnifying glass on the battle of the sexes, you know, men and women. Um, So I I always want to ask the question of as a woman or, you know, if I were talking to a male, I would also ask them as a male. But since I'm talking to a woman right now, as a woman doing the incredible things that you're doing, what are Mm -hmm. some of the obstacles that you face in your particular industry? Uh, That's
1: that's a really great question. And, you know, of course, In any industry, regardless of what you're doing, you're always going to have, you know, haters. You're always going to have people who don't think that you deserve to be where you are, Mm -hmm. uh, who don't think that you're qualified and all those things. But, you know, I can truly say that for me, uh, the biggest obstacle would always have to be myself. Okay. You know, because um, if I were to allow self-doubt or if I were to allow uh, my own critical sort of uh, nature to sort of invalidate some of my own experiences or invalidate my own uh, wor- worthiness and qualifications, then, you know, I put myself in a situation where I start to uh, become less effective in, in my role. So I'm constantly not so much Battling or dealing with the external pressures or the external criticism or external um, challenges, but constantly making sure that I am not getting in my own way, Mm. you know. And so, I I am probably gonna always be my biggest obstacle because, guess what? It does every position that I've ever had throughout my career, I have been there, right? Yeah, (laughs) you know, so I have been there, right? (laughs) So, you know. Absolutely. I have always been there. And so if I can manage myself well, mm-hmm. then I I believe that I have a better shot of being able to continue to advance and be successful and to also be able to handle and navigate and um, get around some of the other external challenges. So myself has got to be, you know, the biggest obstacle. Wow.
0: And, and I think we we forget that. You know, we mm-hmm. forget that we are always the same ones in the, a different room. You know, yeah. when you, it's, it's, I guess you can say it's kind of like when you go on a job interview. You interview at different companies and in front of different people. But the yeah. one consistent thing in the room, as you said, is you. That yeah,
1: I, how are you showing up? Right. You know, how are you showing up? Yeah, And
0: what are you going to change? You know, maybe the stigma that might be in the room or within the organization that is wow now you you got me doing a lot of thinking i'm gonna be rewriting (laughs) some things down after this and during this that was that was good wow okay i
1: mean we yeah yeah bro we got to get away from that that tendency that we sometimes have of blaming everybody else and making it always somebody else's problem or somebody else is messing with me Yeah, somebody else is picking on me like okay at some point you got to turn it inward Mm -hmm. we know some of those external pressures and external opposition is real but you know what about you what what are you doing you know
0: yep because it's so easy to blame somebody else yes and seldom do we turn and go to the mirror and say like you said what are you doing that Yes, wow, that's yes. awesome. So, it's me,
1: it's me, it's me, oh Lord. Yes.
0: <laughs> Standing <laughs> in. <laughs> yes. Okay, so l- looking at your track record of being an awesome friend, of being an awesome attorney, um, of being just an awesome person, of many many people would label you as a success. What would you say um, success is a result of?
1: Uh Oh, my God. Uh, you know, success is... I, I, it's, I really struggle with the word success a, a great deal. Okay. Um, and I, I do have people who will tell me that I'm successful. And when I hear it, I, I don't try to, you know, to, to have some sort of false modesty or whatever. But I'm always very thankful for the compliment and I, and I appreciate it. But for me, you know, I see success not as a destination, you know, as a place that you arrive to mm-hmm. and then you put your feet up on, on the proverbial table and, you know, just kind of sit back in and, you know, chill. But I, I see success as, as like a continual journey. And because of that, um, you know, I, I kind of define success as um, sort of like a, a, a concept that is always evolving but if i am questioned at any given moment right like if you were to stop me tomorrow and say you know how are you doing or do you feel like you're successful i'm going to assess whether i feel like i am healthy whether i feel like i am happy and whether i feel like i am whole okay you know w-h-o-l-e and if i can answer yes to all three of those questions then i'm going to say that i am successful and it's going to look different re- depending on when you stop and ask me so it could be you know right now and as i'm in the legal field or you could you know stop me in 3 years when you know maybe i'm doing something different or in 10 years and i'm in another stage of my life and journey and development but if I can answer those three questions, then it, then it's success. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes we get into the tendency of defining success as, you know, a particular job title or a particular, uh, you know, amount of money in the bank or a particular role or position that we're in. But it's, it's so dangerous, I think, to do that, you know, because it's so... Situational and and it's based on so many other external things. You know what I mean. So for me, success is like, what's going on inside? Mm, You know, and and do I feel healthy, happy, and whole? Because you could be, you know, look at all of these suicides that you've been that we've been seeing and right. hearing about right and it's people who you would look at and you would say oh my god they're a success mm, or okay. oh my god like they have they've amassed all of this wealth and they 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 are recognized for this and recognized for that but how are they defining that mm. right Do do are they defining defining where they are as a as a place of health as a place of happiness and as a place of wholeness and for me that's that's how I'm doing it. And I know that everyone has their own definition of success, which is why I love the work, because it's really a construct that, that yes. you can personalize, you know, but for me, I'm, I'm feeling it that way. And I'm, I'm calling it, uh, you know, not a, not a, not a destination. Mm-hmm. It's a journey, a marathon, if you will. And, you know, if I can say I'm healthy, happy, and whole, then I'm, I'm good. And so I appreciate, you know, people that will look at it and by their definition successful, um, but for me, you know, I can say that I'm successful, bro, because, you know, I do feel happy today. I do feel, you know, like emotionally and physically and psychologically, you know, I am healthy and, and I feel like I'm whole and, and wanting nothing. So I do feel successful.
0: Awesome. I like that. I and I, I feel the way you feel about, you know, the word success. That's how I feel about the term growing up. You know, yeah. they're always Like, you know, we like me, me having, you know. Um, a daughter, and then one on the way, I'm just like, you know, I I don't, one thing I know I will never ask them is what do you want to be when you grow up? Because to me, we're still growing up. You know, even when you are grown, you're 21, you're 35, you're 50, like you're, as long as you open your eyes, you're still growing up and there's always something else that we can do. People nowadays, which is what I absolutely love about, you know, the new millennium or the two thousands or whatever people want to call it is people are 45 and they're like, you know what? I don't like this. So
1: uh-huh.
0: I'm not going to do it anymore. I'm just going to turn around. I'm going to walk away and I'm going to start over. But I'm yep. going to do what it is that I love. And when you do what it is you love, you, you, you'll be happy. <laughs> you know, you, you will yeah, be happy absolutely. when you're doing it is what you love. And that's why I wanted to do this series. I'm like, just do it now. Don't wait until, you know, quote unquote retirement. You know, what is that? My mom is retired but she's not really retired because she's always Uh doing something else and i'm i look at that and i'm inspired i'm like wow she's doing all these things the only thing that she has the retirement term because she doesn't necessarily quote unquote go into a building and put in her time every day um but she's doing things, something different every day. So I'm like, I don't. Oh, maybe you're retired in the sense that someone isn't, you know, depositing a certain check into your bank account on their time. Right, right, but I, right. I just think right. It's awesome. And she's still growing up, you know. So and, yeah. and I, I absolutely love it. Um, so look, l- that's awesome. Uh, yes, I, I agree. So um, when it when it comes to time, because you know people have a different definition of time. Some say people, people some people may say time is money. Some people say, um, uh, you know, time is more valuable than money, but how does Ebony, um, determine what is and what is not worth her time?
1: Oh, you know, for me, um, it's about energy. It's about vibes. It's, it's about how I feel about whatever it is that I'm doing. Uh, you know, I, I could be, um, it's I don't put a, a monetary value on it, you know. Some people are like, uh, "What what's in it for me in terms of the money?" Um, you know, so if it's if it's going to if I'm going to get money out of it, or if it's if it's cost effective, or in some way. But for me, it's about how how is it going to make me mm. feel. Um, so, I could be doing something that is low key, that is. You know, just chill. I could be doing something that is like considered an amazing opportunity for some, but it's it's all going to depend on the energy yes. that I feel yes. around it and the vibes that I feel around it. You know, there's an expression that says, you know, you you have to get up from the table when love is no longer being served. Mm. And so for me, that's how I evaluate what I'm, how I spend my time. You know what? you invite me out. You, you want me to come here. You want me to be a part of something. What, what is, is it feeding me? Mm. You know, is it feeding me internally? Is it feeding me in a way that I can grow from and that I can feel positive about? And if, if I'm getting that from it, you know, I'm, I'm there because at the end of the day, to me, that's the best current. You know, that's, that psychic reward that you get you know from being a part of something that's meaningful and that's that's worth it yes so that's how i define you know you know what's time worthy for oh, me. i
0: love that um so uh speaking that's of that wh- when you get tired or maybe fed up um, with mm-hmm. uh, maybe a certain person a certain situation a certain surrounding how do you get away to regroup and get back to get your energy back <laughs>
1: i'm probably gonna um i'm I'm blowing up my little secret spot but i usually go to my godmom's house um which is you know it's not in philly so i kind of like get out of town a little bit and i literally will go to uh like her family room where she has a lot of awards and um a lot of like trophies and things that she's won over the course and have been given to her over the course of her career. And I will just lie across the couch in that room and just think about the the amount of pressure that she must have endured uh, the amount of sacrifices and the amount of energy and grit and uh, you know, perseverance that had to be um, had to be shown in order to accomplish everything that she has accomplished and you know for me it's not about amassing all the things that she she has amassed and achieving all the things that she has achieved because to be honest I don't know if I could but it 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 really does kind of like feed me and cause me to understand and realize that you know nothing in this life is given everything is earned um everything everything is worked for everything requires some level of sacrifice and some level of um, expenditure. And so it's, it's, it's really uh, restorative for me in that way. And uh, I get up and say, all right, let's keep going. Mm-hmm. You know, let's, let's keep going.
0: Wow. Okay. And I, I like the fact that you said nothing in this life is given, everything is earned, um, especially for people yeah. who may be on the receiving end of things. You know, when people do just quote unquote, give them something, but it's like, wow. I guess you can look at it, you know, a teenager whose parents gives them their first car. It's like, okay, here you go. But they may think of it as, Oh, they gave me this car, but it's like, okay, they may have given you the car. They worked for it because they had to work to get the funds that paid for the car. However, that, that person also worked for it. There's something that was seen in them, To where the giver said, "You know what? I'm I'm going. This is yours now. Not necessarily I'm going to give it to you, but this is yours now because you worked so hard. You you made the grade. You know, they someone's always done something. Even when people make donations to organizations, it's like that organization Mm -hmm. did something to make that person want to go in their pocket and write a check, or to you know bring a vehicle to them and say." Here you go. You know something was done. So I love that. Nothing, nothing in mm-hmm. life is given. Everything is earned. I love that. Nothing
1: um. earned, bro. Earned, yeah.
0: <laughs> so, what are what are you passionate about? It can be anything from you know, um, philanthropy to a- anything. Just what are you passionate about?
1: Oh, uh, I am so passionate about um, empowering youth. Mm. And uh, helping young people realize their potential and helping um, other system, other system leaders and other industries that directly service and directly touch young people, Mm -hmm. uh, eliminate barriers to young people being successful and and realizing their their fullest potential. I I mean, that really gets me going, you know, and I, I don't have like we are talking about time, I, I have such a, 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 a little bit of, of free mm-hmm. time and I can be found <laughs> doing something that is related to young people. If I'm not, you know, working or, you know, doing something that I have to be doing, I am going to be somewhere working with young people or working with people who work with young people okay. to it, to ensure that we're doing everything that we can to make sure that, that they are prepared and ready to take over the reins when it's their time. Oh wow, Yes. You know? Um, so that's what I am really, really, really passionate about. That
0: is awesome. Yes. It is. And it's very important that we are invested and in, you know, the youth, um, because they're going to be the ones eventually who are going to yeah. be responsible for making sure our money is right. <laughs> um, and yeah.
1: all, all of this is going to be theirs, absolutely. bro. All yes. of it. And, all of this is going to be and theirs. And that's what a
0: lot of people fail to realize, you know, when they're being asked questions. It's kind of like growing up, you know, I never necessarily had it said to me, but I would hear grown ups say things like, you don't question an adult or, you know, to stay in a child's place. And I get the whole stay in a child's place thing to a certain extent, but it's like questions should always be um, welcome, you know? And if it's an, yeah. an appropriate question, maybe we go to the side and we talk about that. But I think questions right, right, no right. matter what, no matter when should always be welcome. You know, it should always be appropriate Absolutely. because Absolutely. That's how they know, oh, I can share anything with them. I can tell them anything. I can come to them about anything. But if we shut it down with, that's not a question for a child or that's not a question a child should ask an adult. It's like, what? <laughs> you know, right. but I, I think right. questions, no matter the age, um, should be welcome. So, because
1: the reality is if we don't answer them, bro, somebody's going yes. to...
0: and they may answer it in right? their their way for their advantage. Exactly. exactly. For the advantage of That's the person right. asking. So, yes.
1: That's right. That's right.
0: So, yep. if you were not an assistant district attorney, what would you be? Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, for sure, I would be some sort of artist. Awesome. I, w- I would be some sort of... Uh, I would be involved in some, some artistry, maybe even theater. Uh Okay. You know, something like that. Um, You know, so much of my work is based on, you know, performance, Mm performance, you know, even as an attorney, you have to stand up and you have to deliver something in persuasive way, you know, whatever. But, you know, I think I would have gone into some sort of some art, some artistry, some sort of art form or something like that. I I actually, I never considered myself to be a creative, you know, growing up. And so I really kind of, uh, shied away from uh, you know artistry and things of that nature but I, as I'm getting older I'm starting to realize that I really am more of a creative than I am not Okay. and so I, I have a, which is very interesting you know because we are all constantly evolving yes. and constantly learning about ourselves and realizing that you know there are many different um, aspects of ourselves and that we're multifaceted and we're not one dimensional and so I'm starting to embrace my creative side and uh, and right now, be- because I have such a little bit of a finite amount of time, i'm I'm kind of uh, working with ideas. so I, I am creative with ideas and creative with bringing together different types of partnerships and collaborations and making connections and you know, and also, um, you know, creating in the lives of young people. okay. Creating opportunities, creating doors, and creating um, experiences for them and stuff like that. So, yeah, artistry. I definitely would have been some sort of artist for That's sure. That's
0: dope. That is very dope, and I can mm-hmm. certainly see that. I can certainly see even, <laughs> even from the first time uh, when I met you. You know, I could I could definitely see you doing that. That that is awesome. So, thank you, bro. What would you say is your greatest struggle?
1: Uh, I, I think my greatest struggle, uh, would be with patience. You know, I, I, I definitely, uh, can kind of catch a glimpse of something and, um, and then I kind of want to accelerate the, the, the maturation of that thing or accelerate the, the manifestation of it. And so, you know, for me, it's just practicing patience and allowing things to work itself out. Allowing things to unfold and develop, allowing my own growth and maturation to take place. Um, so, just patience, I think, for sure.
0: Okay. And you're certainly not alone with that. I believe uh, many yeah. people, myself included, can, um, l- or l- learn something from pra- the practice of patience. Oh, you yes. know, especially today. You sure. know, every it's so. We live in a world where everything is now, now, now. I can go on Amazon and in two hours I can have what it is I order. Or if I don't want to wait two hours, uh-huh. I can get in the car and drive to the mall and get it right away. I'm probably going to pay a little bit more, but it's the satisfaction of now and the satisfaction of immediate gratification. And so, yeah, we, we could all um, learn something from the practice of patience. So
1: absolutely.
0: whenever we talk about struggle, you know, that's kind of like the downside I always like to also talk about the upside so what is something Uh that you love or what do you love most if there is something you love most what is that or maybe if you know if there are some things you love most what would those be
1: um I love seeing people win okay okay I love seeing people win. I love, especially the underdog, yes. you know, like I, it's just something about seeing someone realize their potential or do something that no one said that they would be able to do or they themselves didn't think that they could mm-hmm. do. it's it's just always amazing to see you know and it gives me so much you know some people when they see other people accomplishing things they start hating Mm. on them and want to invalidate what they've accomplished or try to minimize it and oh, you know i could do that whatever but for me it's just like yo that was so amazing like i i just love to see it you know and it just gives me so much hope in my own in my own potential, and um, uh, and it just encourages me so much to keep yes. at it, you know. Especially, I and, and I really appreciate when there is like a when you can understand the story or the history or the context that someone's coming out of. Like, there's that just do it commercial with um, Serena. Uh-huh when uh her father is 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 teaching her as a little kid and and he's telling her you know like just like the US Open ah, you yes. know and he and then you know, that commercial, know that commercial and <laughs> i mean i get goosebumps every time i see it and then the, the it it fast forwards to her on mm-hmm. the court of the US Open you know hit serving for a championship and I, it's just those types of stories and you know serena's is certainly an exceptional one but even those stories of just everyday heroes, you know, people right in our communities, in our neighborhoods, people like you, bro, that are just out here, you know, on the hunt, trying to make ways out of nowhere, trying to do things, you know, and trying to, uh, you, you know, push, push their own creativity, push their own uh, abilities, mm-hmm. and and it's just always amazing. Yes,
0: and and that is awesome to see. It's um, it, it, it's like. Like you said, Serena Williams, she's, you know, um exceptional. And I'm like, I believe we can all be exceptional. We just have to yeah. believe it within ourselves. You know, yes. I yes. remember when I decided to start the podcast, a friend of mine who I was serving with in the Air Force, um, he he has a podcast and he was telling me, he's like, Hey bro, like you should do this. This is this would be dope for you to do, like, You know, he was basically he was giving me um, a lot of advice. And then he was also, you know, encouraging me, telling me what he felt that I was good at and things of that nature. And I was always trying to, you know, go to work and, you know, uh, provide for the family. And I'm like, okay, you know, I got to go to work. I got to provide for the family. And then one day I woke up and I'm like, no, I I don't have to necessarily go to work to provide for the family if this is something that God has for me to do. He'll provide everything that we need. So, you know, what? let me go ahead and start the podcast. And I started the podcast and then I started doing the weekly videos that I do on Instagram and everything. And the feedback that I'm starting to receive is just it's amazing to me and I'm so grateful and I'm thankful for the journey. And I'm thankful to people like you who take time out of their day to sit down and, you know, be a part of, you know, this podcast that I'm praying will reach just one Um, because if it reaches that one, then it'll reach three because that one will tell two. And then that two will tell two, which, you know, gives us four. And then it just continues to grow and grow. So I'm, I'm truly grateful um, for that and I'm truly grateful for you awesome. loving to see people win and you know rooting for the underdog and it, it, it's yes. just amazing Um, so yes. just a, a yes. few more questions and then you know I'm going to let you go okay. Um, but what books are you reading right now
1: I'm reading uh, right now in a book called A Stone of Hope by a young man named uh, Jim Sanderman he was a a young uh, teenager in New York City's juvenile justice system and he was able to uh, just persevere and uh, to accept and take every opportunity that was given to him to um, expand and grow and uh, reach his potential and he is he is breaking down stereotypes he is empowering youth, in particular youth of color and he has been Come a national, uh, you know, testimony the power of redemption, and he has he travels all around the country, um, trying to help uh, law enforcement agencies and juvenile justice agencies and district attorneys and all sorts of uh, NGOs and and uh, advocacy groups work on bettering uh, systems that um, touch. And impact the lives of children so it's it's a really encouraging book and it's it's like right within my wheelhouse and, and within my space right now okay
0: awesome and now when you read do you utilize reading as a method of learning entertainment or a combination of the two
1: combination you know I, I like to read uh, I read a whole lot of things mostly I read uh, stuff that's related to my work you know so I'm constantly reading like reports mm-hmm. and uh and uh you know uh, charts and 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 all kinds of uh statistical reports and things like that to help me better understand the work okay um but i also like to read you know like blogs and you know, and self help books and all you know it's just sort of whatever i think is going to feed my soul feed my mind you know at the time and i like you know funny things too you know i like to read like little uh, you know, funny memes and you know stuff like that I, I, or funny uh, blogs and articles and things like that. That's just life. Okay,
0: Awesome, awesome. So mm-hmm. what piece of advice would you give to someone listening now who is trying to find their reason to just do it now?
1: Oh, boy, I, I would say, you know, if you're trying to find your reason to just do it now, uh, this is going to sound crazy, but just stop, you know, because motivation is, uh, it's great when you have it, but some days you're going to have to do what you should do, what you want to do, what you know to do, and there will be no motivation. And so I, I think that, I think what you sh- what you should do is set intention, be disciplined And do what you know you need to do in order to start that business, in order to advance your career, in order to have the life that you want. Do it because that is what it takes, not because you feel like doing it. You know, there's like if you look at athletes, the things that they do in order to be successful on the court, successful in the ring, successful uh, on the field, they don't do it because they feel like doing it or because they're motivated to do it. They do it because they know that if they don't do it, somebody else mm-hmm. is and somebody else is going to beat yes. them. So the motivation isn't always there, you know? But, like, it's like, oh, there's no joy in getting up at 5 a.m. Mm. and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> but it's But it's the, it's the knowing that I have to do it in order to be able to achieve and, and accomplish my goals so i would say try as best you can and it's hard i know but try as best you can to replace motivation with
0: discipline mm-hmm.
1: and and then develop the discipline because whether you feel like it or not you'll do it wow what you know if you because whether whether the emotions are there or not you'll do it whether the love is there or not you'll do it whether you get amen's or whether you get you get likes or whether you get plays or all those other types of or spins or whatever, you will do it because of the discipline and knowing that if I keep at it, I will see results and I will see see outcomes. Wow. So that is what I would say.
0: Well, thank you for that because that just uh, inspired me. So I, I appreciate oh, that. Um, so at this time, you know, we, we've reached the end of the interview, but for those people who would like to get to know more about Ebony, um, where can they follow you uh, or how can they reach out to you in order to find out more about you or follow you um, and what it is that you're doing?
1: Uh, they can they can email me at ebonywortham at gmail.com. That's E-B-O-N-Y-W-O-R-T-H-A-M at Gmail dot com. Or they can follow me on Instagram at Ebony underscore D-U-B-B.
0: Awesome. So, guys, definitely make sure you check her out, Um, you know, get to know her. Like I said, if you don't already, you definitely want to get to know her. She's doing some awesome things in the city of Philadelphia and not even just in the city of Philadelphia. You know, things begin to go abroad and you touch a life and that life moves on to somewhere else. And now, you know, the impact is felt, you know, in Miami or the impact is felt across the seas. So you definitely want to do that. If you would like to follow me, you can do so on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Terry Glenn Harris. That's T E R R Y G L E N H A R R I S. And as I do, and at the very episode, I want you to take this second, take this minute, take this hour, take this day, take this week, take this month. There's still time left, so take this year. And be great. Thank you, Ebony. And I'll talk to you soon. Thank you, bro. Right.
1: Thank you for your spirit of excellence. I appreciate I you. appreciate
0: you also. Thank you. All, All right, right, bro. Beyond the Coffee Table, the podcast is brought to you by the Harris Compound. Please remember to like, subscribe, And tell a friend about your experience with today's episode.